0: Hi there, I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. I hope you are well, and I trust these broadcasts and podcasts have been stimulating to your mind and heart. There is content here on which to take action as you interact with non-believers in the Lord Jesus, and I am praying that each one of us will act on what we hear from God and his word. Are you finding what you have heard on God is helpful thus far? If so, can you write and tell me about it? I want to hear from you. My addresses are always repeated at the end, so jot down my mailing and email address, and send me your note. I will give them to you now so you can capture them. By email, it's mark at godisministry.org. That's M-A-R-K at godisministry.org. By regular mail, God is, P.O. Box 802, Winchester, Massachusetts, 01890. Include with your correspondence how you listen, and if by radio, what station. Give feedback, make comments, ask questions, and just let me know you are listening. If you benefit, tell me how. I am eagerly anticipating hearing from you, my friend. Our website is godisministry.org. That's godisministry.org do visit the website and learn more about the gospel, about who I am, and to get free access to all our podcasts. You can also access our social media sites on Facebook and Instagram via the GodIsMinistry.org website. If you use Facebook and Instagram, then find us at GodIsPodcast. That's GodIsPodcast. Please like and follow us and comment on our posts. We post encouraging and uplifting messages and stunning photos that reflect who God is. The social media is used for so much bad and evil in our world, but we are redeeming it for good. On social media, find us at God is Podcast, And if you have any questions about any of this, write to me. I will respond. Evolution specifically biological evolution, we have been learning how this quote-unquote theory has a foothold on the people in our lives that we care deeply about, primarily our kids. And of course, countless billions worldwide adhere to evolution as the way to explain both how life began on Earth and how we turned into the human beings we are today. Why, of course, we evolved from ape-like creatures into men and women, right? Wrong. As we get going today, let me just lay out for you in a succinct way the very obvious flaws in evolution. And I will borrow what I say from our friend Bodie Hodge, a Christian apologist. That is one who defends the Christian faith. Bodhi has written extensively as well taught and debated on the topic of evolution. And he accurately says that evolution in the sense that things change is evident. Rational Christians believe it. We can observe change. But evolution in the sense that life came from non-life, and then that life began to randomly generate new genetic information— and over time it eventually produced humans, is something entirely different, and something that, quite honestly, doesn't hold up against science. In other words, evolution in the sense of molecules to man is not scientifically possible, and therefore should not be viewed as scientific fact. Quite honestly, it is in great opposition to science observational science, the kind of science we can test and repeat and use our five senses to understand. Science demonstrates that over time, living organisms lose genetic information. They do not gain it. That same science demonstrates that life does not arise from non-life. He then gives two important facts. The first fact is there is no known observable process by which new genetic information can be added to an organism's genetic code. None. And that right there refutes evolution. You cannot go from a fish to an amphibian without adding new information. If living organisms cannot produce new genetic information, how can anything gradually change into something of higher intelligence or form or complexity? How can anything evolve from an amoeba to a man without adding new genetic information? It cannot. Listen, even though the culture has been very successful, there's no doubt about that, at convincing us that through millions of years we evolved from ape-like creatures. Despite that PR campaign, what we really observe is that humans are humans and apes are apes. Fact number two. Never has it been observed that life can come from non-life. Did you hear me? Never, ever, never has it been observed that life can come from non life? And that's a nail in the coffin of evolution. So, fact number one, there is no known observable process by which new genetic information can be added to the genetic code of an organism. Fact number two, never has it been observed that life can come from non life. So, molecules to man evolution does not even make scientific sense. And yet, and yet, evolution is widely accepted as truth. And people like Bodhi and myself and others, hopefully you included, who point this out to someone who buys into evolution, we will be considered to be telling non-truths. We will also regularly be mocked, ridiculed, and canceled. And that is because what we believe is built squarely on the foundation of God's Word. And that cannot be tolerated in this culture. Christians are too stupid to be scientists, didn't you know? Well, we are not stupid. And we are also discerning people. And we are not going to accept as fact that which is not true. We will not just back out of any controversial moment in which we are getting hammered for not accepting settled science. What we are going to do is to lovingly and patiently, yet boldly, tell you why we believe what we believe about the origins of life, and especially human life. And that is what we are coming to here on God Is. We will take up the biblical text in earnest— During our next time together, before we get to Genesis, I want to share with you some practical ways in which evolutionary thinking has been used to justify some horrific things in the past and present. I think this is important to do just so you continue to get a sense for why we should talk about evolution. And here I want to borrow from another friend, Ken Ham. Ken is the founder and CEO of the essential ministry, Answers in Genesis, and one of his many helpful books has the title, The Lie. In chapter 8 of The Lie, which I highly recommend you read, he names some of the bad fruit that has come from those who adhere to evolution. I only have time to name a few. First, Nazism. Adolf Hitler fully embraced evolution and used it to build his evil holocaust. He applied the principles of Darwinian evolution and being consistent with what he believed, Hitler considered himself the fittest who survived while the weakest, the Jews and others, died. Sir Arthur Keith, the well-known evolutionist, wrote this in 1947. To see evolutionary measures and tribal morality being applied vigorously to the affairs of a great modern nation, we must turn again to Germany of 1942. We see Hitler devoutly convinced that evolution produces the only real basis for a national policy. Germany is demonstrating to the world in their naked ferocity The methods of evolution. Yes, tragically, evolution applied resulted in the Holocaust, whereas Darwin taught only the fittest survive. Second, racism. Ken Ham writes We live in a society that states it wants to be rid of racist attitudes. Yet we are conditioned to racist attitudes by our very education system, and the whole foundational basis for racism permeates people's minds. The idea that one race is less evolved than another has permeated evolution. Ernst Haeckel, a well-known German biologist in the mid-19th century, argued for twelve races of man, each distinguished by three factors skin color, hair type, and skull structure. Regarding what he called the lowest and most ape-like men and the most highly developed men, he argued in favor of his proposed lower races being equivalent to animals. In his book, The History of Creation, he quotes someone he agrees with. And here is the disgusting conclusion he draws. Quote, I consider the Negro to be a lower species of man and cannot make up my mind to look upon him as a man and a brother, for the gorilla would then also have to be admitted into the family. Close quote. Well, this is horrific. But this is the kind of sinful racism that comes from application of evolution where there are lower and higher species of people? Just two examples, Nazism and racism. And I need to go. So, more on this next time on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think mark at godisministry.org That's mark at godisministry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.